I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Welcome back to Optimum Game Day Live on Double T97.3 and Double T97.3.com. We are outside of the Frazier Alumni Pavilion, southwest corner of the Jones. Red Raiders taking on the TCU Horn Frogs. Ah, oh, that's Texas Christian Horn Frogs. That's the Texas Christian Horn Frogs. That wasn't me trying to uh, go, oh, well, they want to change it. I'm not going to call them that. I've just always I'm, called I'm, them TCU. I am, I am of that. The, the second you tell me what you want to be called, that's the last time I will call you that. Because <laughs> you don't get to tell me what to call you. Yeah. So if you're TCU, no, you're Texas Christian. Uh, you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, thoughts, comments, questions. We got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Sneed shouldn't get to celebrate today. He said the Rangers would lose last night. What? Wait, wink whoa. faces. Whoa, 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 whoa. Winking faces. Oh, what? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Well, there's winky faces? There's winky okay. faces. Right. It was a joke. It <laughs> was right. sarcasm okay. there. Okay. Also got this. I'm not a jinx like Choice. <laughs> uh, we got this. Unlike, unlike Choice Woodman, I actually am not a jinx. Actively tried. Tried his hardest. Look at there's two, two absolutely high-level <laughs> Texas Tech officials right there, Mike Ryan. Robert Giannetti, the god. Rob Father. Father? Father? Rob Father. Rob Father. Father. Rob Father. Yeah. <laughs> It's hard for you to say. Yeah. Use your words, Steve. This uh, from Tennessee Raider. We did a pink Raider, Sneed. When will World Series champ Josh Young get introduced at a tech sporting event? I would I would not put my money against. You know, it was a Texas Tech baseball reunion at uh, UCF. I was going to say, there, I'm just if, saying if, if it was football, there's only one I understand one more that he has RSVP to attend that deal. I don't know mm-hmm. that, uh, um, I don't know that uh, he's going to make it, but I know he's RSVP'd. Uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. If not for several big defensive plays by Arizona, the Rangers' offensive dam might have broke way before it yeah, did. Perdomo yeah. made a couple of sparkling, dazzling plays over at shortstop last night. And, I mean, the, they, the, the, the play uh, where uh, um, Christian Walker makes the great play, at, 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 he gets the, the – not a comebacker, it's the uh, shot down the line. Walker picks it up, and he picks off Evan Carter. Evan Carter's ripe for trying. You know, he's got to make a he make, forces to make a perfect throw, and he makes a perfect throw. Mm-hmm. I mean, so there's nothing wrong with that play. Um, well, and and part of what the difference was in the series, at least for the last two games, mm-hmm. is it was it was fairly spotless play from both sides until the last two games. And then, as good as it was last night for Arizona, you you have a, a couple of instances. That really just helped break it open. I mean, you have kind of the "I've got it in my glove, got it in my glove." Oh, that's out at the, out, out out at the uh, out at the wall in center field. That's that that helps out. Um, and then you have one last night where it's just kind of an awkward read, bounces off the wall. You know, you get some extra bases there, but that's not taken away, and that's not saying that like black one's not the worst thing because regardless of that. The next, the next swing of the bat is a home run by. So even if, even sure. if that doesn't happen, it's first and third with with one out, or two outs, and Marcus Simeon still parks one. But, so it's but, still five nothing, regardless of what happens. But so. I, I bring that up to say, on the other side, you didn't have those 
from the Rangers side. And, and, and so we all knew going into it that the Rangers defense uh, had, had been really good throughout the season, really, really good in the postseason. Uh, and that was one, if you're looking at, like, some of the big difference. Other than, I mean, out, outright, I think you were more talented than the Diamondbacks. And and they were the true underdog. They were a with scrappy it, team. Right, and, and a really good Diamondbacks team, and all the credit to them. And it didn't seem like you're walking away going, even as a winner, no. or even if even if you would have well, lost the World Series going, those Diamondback fans were the worst, well, you, you know, something you, like you, that. You were a five seed. You were, you were a, a a one nothing game away from being a, a three seed, yeah. And 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 but the, then you look at it and say, do you flip the script with uh, Houston? And now you've got four games at home, and they win four games at your place, and you lose all four at home. So maybe it was better for you to lose that one nothing game. Imagine how that one nothing game affects the you know the butterfly effect of that one nothing game in Seattle. Yeah, sends you on the road, sends them on an eleven game road winning streak in the postseason, gives them. Um, gives Houston home field advantage, of which you won all four home games at. I mean, games at their place. Think about that. just flip the script for a second. They win that game one nothing. Now they're the three seed. Now they're playing that game against Houston. Houston wins all four. They're going to the World Series. You know, you say that, and uh, I'm still just going to bring up eleven and zero on the road. To, to your point, but what, the, what, what the, was the, the fact you'd only what? got ten of those on the road? Sure, sure, sure. No, I'm not disagreeing. I'm just bouncing off that real quick. And what was the biggest kind of storyline to you? Was it? I mean, because you have the Seager storyline. Uh, you know, you have the Garcia storyline. You have the Bruce Bochy storyline. I think you put in the Evaldi storyline for me, and you can add in Montgomery. Both who were just spectacular for you in the yeah. postseason, um, and then you have the road, and then you have the bats, and then you have the, the uh, bullpen, the bullpen combustibility that didn't ever really come. That, that was the the Achilles heel of the of the Texas Ranger the entire season. What do we keep hearing? With thirty two blown saves by this bullpen, did they blow a save in this in this postseason? Mm-mm. Not one. Did they? Did I mean? I mean, a lot of games they were. I mean, it was such a blowout. There was nothing to blow. So. Um, but the reality is the Achilles heel of this team all year wasn't a problem for the Rangers in the postseason. In fact, at some points, it was a strength to the Rangers. How about uh, <laughs> I told you like in June, hey, Josh Spores is going to get your final out. I would have said, what the hell are you smoking, dog? And it's going to look really good <laughs> as he does it, too. Like, <laughs> It's not going to be a, a, I mean, know, a finicky sweating it. Now, I mean. I'll, I'll tell you this. The, the called strike three on uh, Perdomo, uh, you know, in the for out number one, that ball's that ball's down. That ball's a ball and a half down. I mean, I'm, 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 let's let's say, I think I think the umpire got a little amped up too, mm-hmm. and he and he saw hey this is a five nothing game, and and he got a little amped up. That ball's down. Yeah, but we didn't exactly see a perfect strike zone throughout the series. No, That's not I, how I, I I, I've already it. heard the the conspiracy. Was it you giving me conspiracy theories? No, that uh-uh. the, that the. Uh, Major League Baseball put some of its worst umpires out there so that they could actually <laughs> advocate for robot umpires next X-Files year. X-Files music. Okay. X-Files music. Get the helicopters they out. They did man. it on Let's purpose. Get it out, man. UN <laughs> helicopters. <laughs> Hold on. I've got some tinfoil to put on my head around here somewhere. <laughs> uh, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Sneed is the party on at the pavilion. The party will be on at the pavilion. And I'll tell you this. Okay. First person... On this station, the first person from this show to come up and find me in the pavilion 
and say, you told me to come get a drink voucher from you, get a drink voucher. Hey. First person. Hey, yo. Hey, I found you. I found you. I found you. I found you. I get it. I get the voucher. All right, contest is over. I have won the voucher. I get the free drink. The first listener that doesn't work for Raymar. That's right. You got me in the pavilion and says, you told me to come get a drink from you, Sneed. Is getting a drink voucher. You gotta, you gotta put fine print in yes, there. Yes, we open at three thirty. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes, and I'll get you one drink. This on the chat line from D Rock, Captain Creed Aru, yeah. love it. Can you take me higher? Bullfighter said we want the full version. We want it on Apple Music. We want it on Spotify. We want it on Pandora. Can you take me higher? <laughs> this on the chat line. Amen. I was telling my wife about John Daniels last night. Oh my gosh, that guy. That, that, that guy, I'm sorry. I'm not going to ruin my Texas Rangers fandom by talking about that boob. That We're not going to ruin this day. <laughs> this is about Chris Young. This is about Josh Young. This is about Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon and Nathaniel Lowe, what his mom wants to call him. It's about Jonah Heim. It's about it's about uh, uh, Leody Tavares. It's about, uh, how about Travis Jankowski? Who, who, how about ch- him? Ch- clocking yeah. in, next guy up. Yeah. Let's talk about those guys. Let's Ab- talk about Evan Carter. Absolute nails. Absolutely. Hey, once again, don't remind Evan Carter, baseball's a hard game because he's pretty <laughs> good at it. I, I thought that was funny. So, uh, you know, watching some of the post-game celebration uh, with the Fox panelists, and I thought, you know, b- between all kind of like the fun stuff and like just them kind of making fun and laughing and all the usual stuff is alcohol's being thrown everywhere. You know, they're going, the Rangers are partying. And they're having, by the way, Astros beat writer, yes, the Rangers are partying. Uh, but between all that, they go, you know, this is something funny because, you know, some a lot of guys, even if they make it to the World Series, let alone or win one, let alone make it there, like for Evan Carter, for Josh Young, it's not supposed to be this easy. And those guys are yeah. used to winning at all levels. Yeah. And it wasn't anything different once they get to the pros. And so it's like uh, part of it is you're there because of them, but also they're a little bit spoiled because it's like – it's not that hard. We made it here in our first year. What's the big deal, guys? I mean, I do have a question. Did somebody yeah. card Evan Carter? <laughs> I know. I was going to make sure that he was actually old enough to have some of that champagne last night. <laughs> I thought it was funny. My my wife and you know we're watching the game last night, and she was like, "This Corey, Corey Seager is like, how old is he? He looks young." And I was like, "He's not, you, know, you haven't even seen Evan Carter come up yet, have you?" Corey Corey Seager <laughs> looks like he should be wearing a Cub Scout uniform. <laughs> I mean, I mean, but I, I tell him what, he's like 6'3 and, and yeah. 235. Yeah, and then he's like, you, I said, look at him. Look at him on the stage there. He's a huge, he's a large human being. And then you get to like the Verducci interview, and it was like, how's the weather up there? Hey, it is Optimum Game Day live on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Back with more next. Keep it right here. Getting to the point. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score.
One more for our number one of three. It's the bottom line portion of Optimum Game Day live on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Hanging out with you till 3 o'clock. At that time, it is Tech Talk with Aaron Dickens and Dr. Mike Gustafson. Uh, and then they'll take you all the way up to 5 o'clock. That's when you hear the Texas Tech pregame show, Jensen Harris and Level. Of course, you can hear the game right here as Texas Tech hosts TCU. Uh, and then it's the Double T 97.3 Coors Light postgame show with Garrett Luft following uh, all of your usual Saturday game day stuff on a Thursday today. Clint Scott, Chris Need, Luke White back at home base taking care of us. Uh, it is time now. For a Thursday edition, a game day of it edition of Kaylee's Dailies. <laughs> Clint. Yes, sir. I don't know who's in the studio. Did you get Is one? Lucas. 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 <laughs> Josh. He was over here somewhere. Uh, Texas Christian. There he is. Texas Christian <laughs> is here today. Um, of the two purple-based mascots in the Big 12, um, she has a slightly more respect for the Horn Frogs since their mascot costume actually has an accurate <laughs> horn and scale detail. That's right. As opposed to Kansas State, which is just some uh, nasty wildcats. That's and right. Head on a, on a With human their body. centaur wildcat of a human body and a cat head. But the name of their mascot is simply Super Frog. But this frog is not super because it's not a frog at all. Technically, this is a reptile. Their reptile is a lizard that is a member of the iguana family. Oh, I, mean, I didn't know that. Call them the horned iguanas? Like the desert <laughs> iguanas or something. Yeah, I had no idea. Um, horny toads, a.k.a. horny lizards, are found throughout much of Texas <laughs> and the greater southwest. One of the most famous aspects of this lizard is interesting defense mechanisms. you got to watch out for those horny lizards, dude. I know. Absolutely. <laughs> horny toads often use their skin as camouflage to blend in with the prairie landscape. They've also been known to stick their heads intentionally into their predator's mouth so their horns poke their attackers inside. Ooh. <laughs> but the defense mechanism they're most famous for is the one they use the least. They've been known to fire blood from their eye sockets up to six feet away. That's so stupid. They use this method as their last resort since it involves them having to direct their blood flow pressure into their eye sockets, utilizing temperature sensors in their heads. The process for this is complicated and interesting enough. I'll talk about it again the next time we play the frogs. And then she sent this flow chart <laughs> of how they decide to defend themselves. And it starts with, is wow. somebody trying to eat you right now? Yes. And if this yes. Is, if the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It says freeze. What does it look like? <laughs> and then it says it's a small furry squeaker, long scaly slither monster, <laughs> big feathery sharp beak, giant furry four foots. Giantist naked grabby hands. And that means it's is it a, is it a grasshopper mouse, uh, a rattlesnake, a whip snake, a roadrunner, a coyote, bobcat, fox, dog, cat, or human? Coyote. If it's a coyote, you it says it's fast as hell. It wants to tear you into bite-sized pieces. You engage <laughs> large mammal protocol. And then it says, did it work? Yes. Good news. You live. Bad news. Everything is still trying to eat you. <laughs> <laughs> protocol. Insert large mammal protocol. I think that's what you do. You stick your, your mouth, your head into its mouth. I, uh, you know what's incredible about that? Yeah. Again, I, I mean, Kaylee is nothing but detail. Right? Oh, yeah. She made 
an offensive coordinator play caller sheet for a horny toad to survive. Yeah. Right now you're looking at, okay, is it third and long? These are our options. All right, second, you know, and four, we're kind of in, in this area. Oh, yeah. Fourth and two, we're going off of this. Like, that is incredible. Yeah, she's uh, she's very detail-oriented. Wow. Which is why she's award-winning. Yes, award-winning Kaylee's Dailies. Right. Thank you, Kaylee. Um, and, yeah, this is a, on the H4 Center chat line from Sooner and Love. This is where I was going to go. Yeah, the, the blood out of the eyes – that inspired, to me, one of the worst Big 12 football uniforms of all time with the red and TCU. Yeah. It's why disgusting. Is, it, I don't understand. The red is the thing that they use the least, and yet TCU, sorry, <clears throat> Texas Christian University, is trying to put it in there the most. Mm-hmm. What are they doing? You know what? If, if their goal was to be like, okay, so a predator's coming along, right? Say the whip snake or whatever, and it's doing the bleeding out of the eyes. Wait, what, 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 how, do we, says, how do we get says, to bleeding out of the eyes? It says uh, it's fast as hell and wants to swallow you whole. And so it says, what do you do? You puff up and choke that bee. Okay, which one's the blood out of the eyes? What animal uh, are we doing that to? Uh, let's see. Let's see here. It doesn't give me the blood out of the animal, out of the eyes. Anybody? No okay. blood. No blood. Right. It's literally the last effort. Okay, so it's if the it's last your, ditch. If it's your last ditch effort. Yeah. For this, you know, horny toad, and it's like now said predator is like, ooh, disgusting. I'm not. I'm not going to eat that anymore. That looks bad. Then the desired effect with that uniform was spot on because I looked yeah. at that and went, oh, ooh, that's bad. <laughs> that's bad. <Yeah. laughs> that's not good. What are we doing? Well, Kaylee says she didn't. She didn't. Uh, she didn't write it, but she did find it. Still, still, still. Uh, still it down. The point. The point. point uh, the LBK Realtor Twenty Three put up a picture of the Super Frog from the seventies uh, when he looked like a demonic goat, grasshopper mix. That is something. Yeah, there you go. Right that, there. That Let that haunt your dreams. Awful, right That's there. That's the monster underneath the bed. That looks like bed. a sleigh stack. You know. Remember the sleigh stacks from uh, <laughs> Land of the Lost? It looks like, it looks like a sleigh stack. <laughs> Go find it. Sleigh stacks. That's really good. Uh, uh, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line uh, from LBK Realtor 23. Is there a reason why the Rangers played better on the road? Was it just luck slash coincidence, or is there an issue with Globe Life Field? Look at that. It's a sleigh stack. It's chicken. I love love fried chicken. I love chicken. I think the – I love uh, sleigh stacks. I don't the, know. I don't, I, well, I, the answer that I think is, well, because of your playoff positioning, you had to play more games on the road, right? And yeah. it was more to do that you picked up those losses against the Astros because they were the opposite where they were just so bad at home yeah. but so good on the road. So I don't think it was really anything to do with you. No, I actually And you only got to play two games in, in Tampa. Mm-hmm. So you didn't get to play a home game there. You only got to play one game in the in the Baltimore series. Then you only got to play three in the uh, ALCS, and you lost all of those. Yeah, I was at one of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I think it was it was more of who you faced. I do too. In, in those losses, and some of them were, or the bulk of them were, the Astros, who were just a ridiculously talented team. Right? No one, no one doubts that. Yeah. They were just they were the anomaly of why are you so much better on the road than you are uh, back at Houston. Uh, this on the Ace Flooring Center chat line somewhere. John Smoltz is still kicking a puppy. Uh, a suck yeah, at Smoltz but, on there. By the way, <laughs> hey John Smoltz, man. Hey, we get it. You don't like the Rangers, man. I don't know. I don't know if uh, if Chris Young, you know, stole your girlfriend in high school or something like that. But I mean, 
your your disdain for the Rangers this entire postseason, I mean, it was it got old real fast. So I'm glad you had to sit there and watch them celebrate, hold up the trophy on the field, and you had to talk nights about them for five minutes. So like, suck it, John. A fake quote of him. I'm like, well, let's see if the Diamondbacks can push this to a best of nine. Exactly. Good gosh. <laughs> he still thinks they can win. They can pull this no. out. It is the bottom line portion of Optimum Game Day Live. Go Raiders! On Double T 97.3. Steve. Beat the Texas Christians. Hey, go find Snead. Get yourself a drink voucher. First, First one. one. First uh, one. Open at 3.30. Uh, we will be back with more next. Welcoming in Josh Foppel when we come back. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. It's time for the fastest growing game show in the world, Take versus Take. We play it every weekday at 1.30. Clint Scott, Josh Voppel, Jackson Roberts back at home base taking care of us i have your questions today cool. for the uh, optimum game day live version of take versus take that uh crazy frog just follows us everywhere it does just follows us everywhere which means since i have the questions josh yeah. that it's you and jackson going head to head are you ready to go i'm ready to go jackson are you uh in the zone over there i am can you all hear me oh yeah. yes we can very cool. much so perfect all right I don't know if you guys have, uh, and we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later in the show, Okay. get more in detail. Um, I don't know if you've seen the Big 12 uh, scheduling matrix for the next four years of college football, or for football, Yeah. Um, but there were four set rivalries that were protected. Texas Tech did not get one. Um, I wasn't just massively upset by it, and I'll get into that a little bit later, but had you been given a permanent rival, just one, who would you have wanted and why? Who would I have wanted? Um, man, I don't really have an answer to that. It doesn't really um, – even games like that don't really tick tick boxes for me. Uh, the Texas and the OU were, were, were pretty good. Um, K-State might be a little one-sided kind <laughs> of. Yeah. Um, I think about t- I think TCU is probably about as good as you're going to get as far as those kinds of rivalries go. But if I have to pick one, I'm really interested just in BYU kind of generally. Oh, uh, so, yeah. so yeah, and one with going, a lot of history behind it. Going yeah. to uh, Provo, having BYU come here. Uh, I think if there was going to be kind of a rivalry that's slated, not really going to be any geographic significance, you would kind of have to like play it up you would kind of have to make it a rivalry but um that's probably who i would pick all right uh jackson okay so uh, i was thinking tcu but i also i think i'm gonna go with oklahoma state here mm -hmm. but the reason being that oklahoma still sucks whether or not ou (laughs) is in the conference or not and a little texas oklahoma action would be would be fun to save to keep around so uh yeah, my, the ones that I would have decided between would have been Oklahoma State and TCU. Mm-hmm. Um, I think TCU makes a whole lot of sense with yeah. having the being in-state, and, and there's a lot of 
recruiting battles clearly there. So I probably, I think I have been swayed to my opinion being fully from Oklahoma State to TCU. But I do like the Oklahoma State one, and you've had a lot of really stellar matchups across a lot of sports. Um, so I like the Oklahoma State answer. Jackson, you are up one to nothing. Okay, we talked about TCU's just horrible, horrible bloody eye horn frog uniform. Yes. I think the worst one that's ever been in the Big 12 for football. You don't have to keep this to Big 12, though. Okay. You can go across all of college football. Let's go to the other side. Who definitively, Jackson, you're up first, has the best college football uniform, and what is it? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I have two that stand out. One is very recent. Okay. For me, if for, God, which one am I going to go with? I don't know. But we don't know either. I think I th- I like Oregon's all yellow, the full uh, highlighter yellow. The, However, the retro ones or the new ones? The newer ones. The, gosh, probably the older ones with the uh, with the wings on the shoulders and the, the silver ones. Okay. Um, I've always liked those. I like those in the video game. I like those in real life. I thought they were cool. However, so that's my answer. Actually, you know what? I'll, I'll save my other my other one after Josh goes. I'll give him the opportunity <laughs> so, to pick this one. So that's your uh, official <laughs> entry. Yes. Okay. All right. Um, so this is probably fully only in the context of on the field or, or like against the field, and I'm not sure it's even allowed anymore. But Bo- when Boise State had the blue uniforms, in the context of on the blue field, like that's probably my pick. Oh. I. I really hate watching it, but just conceptually, I really like it. And I realize I'm probably going to get swept on this. But <laughs> well, you guys, have, you guys have picked two uniforms that I don't like. <laughs> I didn't see this coming. Um, uh, which one do I like least? Least, yeah, or like less? I or guess. Or do you dislike least? Is <laughs> yeah. We'll we'll tie it up. We'll tie it up. Okay. Yeah. Um. I just I did not like those Oregon yellows. I'm I there are some that I do like of theirs. I um, but that was that's not toward, that's towards the bottom. The only me. the only one I, I tend to pretty consistently like uh, Oregon's uniforms, but the only ones that really come to mind, uh, and I don't even remember what they were. I just remember liking them uh, around. Yeah, it's like pick one if you can. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's it's uh, all the time. It, I remember really yeah. liking them around like uh, 2012. Uh-huh. Uh, 2012 to 2014, and I don't remember. I couldn't tell you anything about them, but I remember really liking those. Um, All right, yeah. So then, we, had, we. So I was gonna pick the the recent U of H ones that they aren't allowed to use anymore because of the NFL. Oh yeah. So so that well, well you know what Jackson? I'm glad you brought that up. We'll talk about that a little bit too. Uh, a little bit later on, I wanted to get into some of that. Uh, All right, we're tied one to one, fellas. So uh, we we'll get it. We got to get in a food question. Okay. Right. Uh, it is pumpkin spice ramen. Fu- is my answer. <laughs> it, it, that actually could apply. Oh really? Um, I hope I hope for your sake it's not oh, okay. on there. But right. it is finally some cold fronts coming through. Oh no! Which means it's soup season, Ooh. Josh. Soup S Z N season. Guy. Yeah. I want you to give me a quick three soup power ranking. Best Ooh. one wins. Josh, you are up first. Well, if I'm, man, okay, so tomato soup's got to be on top. Okay, number one. Just, 
keep it clean, keep it simple, uh, tomato soup. Then loaded baked potato soup, even though uh, I have it a little less because a lot of places have bacon in it. That's part of the loaded, yeah, yeah sure. But, uh-huh. you know, uh, got to put that up there. Right, I'll probably two. put that at number three. Just three? Like, let me come up with one really quick and see if it can push that one up. Um, as far as soup goes, which ones do I really like? I think just a... Uh, like a mixed veggies, probably like a, like a like a garden veggie, one, not one that I would make mm-hmm. because it probably won't be as good. Like if you were to go to uh, unspecified <laughs> uh, sandwich place yeah, that also sure. serves soup, like th- they have some like really good uh, like garden veggie soup. All right, so we have tomato soup, garden veggie. Loaded yeah, potato. I'll put I'll put garden veggie above. Uh, two, so okay. yeah, number two. So yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, tomato tomatoes on top. All right, Jackson, your uh, three soup power ranking off the top of your head. Go. Okay. So starting with number three, I'm going tomato. So I okay. agree with Josh somewhat. But number two, chicken noodle, classic yep. staple. And then number one is gumbo. Oh, oh man. <laughs> man! I should have played. You, I should have played you the Aster. <laughs> he, 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 he just put you. He just put your barricade T. He just watched that sucker. Oh, you're hey, overwhelming. Have an unfair advantage with it being a vegetarian versus a non-vegetarian. <laughs> but well, I mean, I if I was playing two Clint's that's, answers, I know that would have been. That's part that of the strategy, man. I know. Yeah, but then you get people like like Chuck came after me one time when I was when I, was, when I answered like kind of not as a vegetarian and just like towards the uh, asker. Hey, or, like, we hey, were just, your answers, yeah. dude. It's your answers. Yeah. You don't have to defend them. Well, I mean, you do. I do. You do. <laughs> I mean, but Josh, have you ever had gumbo? I, I don't think I have, actually. Oh, Honestly, you, like, you like spicy stuff, right? Yeah. I mean, that's, you got to do it spicy. You can't make mm-hmm. it bland. I'm a uh, nice guy. You got to get that room nice and dark. You got to use the Trinity and don't forget to pulp India. You know, uh, that's like the best use, usage. Speaking of veggies, that is the best usage of veggies. It's specifically when that Trinity goes into a nice pot of gumbo. I'm, I, uh, I like seafood gumbo too. I'm a big seafood guy. Um, but there's nothing wrong. And I feel like usually chicken and sausage gumbo comes out better. Okay. When people make it. So, yeah, what's up? We got a guns up. It is Optimum Game Day Live here on Double T 97.3. Your take versus take winner, Mr. Jackson Roberts. Can't even see his face, but we know he's got a huge smile because he's just rolling in the victories today. And really, as soon as you said gumbo. That was the win. Josh knew it. Yeah. Solid answer. I'm also a, a tomato I got my pity guy. Point. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> pity point? Yeah, I mean, neither of us were, like, actually probably That's got a point. A, it was just I, uh, even Well, uh, you did get a point. I uh, See, no matter what Jamie Lint will tell you, there is no judge giving themselves points. I'm a, I'm, I'm a fan of the old staples, though. Like, I like the Penn State uniforms. Mm-hmm. I like the standards like that. I like the classics, things like that. Uh, it is the bottom line portion of Optimum Game Day Live here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Hey, if you're out and about, come say hi. Uh, if we haven't met you yet, love to meet you. If we have before, hey, love to see you again. When we come back, we have a question of the day. It's Optimum Game Day live on Double T 
bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Nailed it. Nailed it. It is Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Jumping into a <laughs> the next segment here. Clint Scott, Josh Foppel, your take versus take winner, Josh Jackson Roberts. Excuse me. I threw you <laughs> off. Josh's eyes lit up, thought I was reassessing the answers. You can answer the take versus take questions on the Yates Flooring Center chat line as well. Uh, Jackson Roberts back at home base taking care of us. Uh, let's jump right into a question of the day. Jamie's question of the day is brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Our our big voice guy just went like full extreme yeah, tenor. No, there. That was interesting. It sounded a whole lot like Brennan. <laughs> oh my gosh, bro! I really expected like a deep voice. <laughs> what was that? Something was wrong. I started to, my heart dropped. <laughs> I got I got to tell you, uh, you know, I'm sure there's maybe some better answers here. But if the question had been. What is the last voice you expect to hear over a normal big voice guy? Well, speaking of, uh, it's I'm Brennan. It's <laughs> it's Brennan Riker, BPE. Can you play it again one more time just to hear it? Jamie's question of the day is brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Uh, wow, what, what? When did he do that? I don't know. Is he That's... just like practicing? Is he? Are there other? Are there other, like, promos that he's re-recorded? This, this sounds like, uh, yeah, this sounds like someone, um, like, he just went through and recorded all I mean, is there, like, a Kaylee's Daily sound oh, or just, just Brennan yelling? Make Brennan the voice of the station for everything. Uh, oh, man. <laughs> that would be funny, going from deep voice guy to Brennan Riker. Oh, well, that'll, that'll get you off track. <laughs> that, uh, it really did as Brennan said it is jamie's question of the day not brought to you by someone not named jamie that person today yosh cool all right so <laughs> speaking only of the games that have happened so far and not looking at you know tonight not looking at the games ahead uh for texas tech football is this question's gonna have to do with mm-hmm. what single area uh, not including injuries, if you had to pick one specific thing to see improvement on next season, what would you want that to be? So it can't – injuries are just yeah. something that's just the, so unpredictable yeah, I mean, that's, and that's, stuff. So, you know – That's something that's not really like – like, it's, yeah. it's hard to say, like, oh, you improved at being healthier. Whether, yeah, whether right? it's going to be like, – You improved on the dumb luck yeah, of dealing yeah, with yeah. injuries the way that you have. And, by the way, you're not alone in that. Uh, with the injuries that we've seen that over, I mean, the past several years in the Big 12, how many backups have we seen go into a game? You're facing a backup tonight uh, with Josh Hoover for TCU. But the actual, like, room for improvement, mm-hmm. um, to me, there's it's the same discussion that we've had over the past month. And there's two significant leaders in the clubhouse um, from position groups. And, and one, you would still like your offensive line to play more consistent, although it hasn't been as bad as it was last year. And I think that they've gotten, you know, done pretty well with run blocking over the past few weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you had some snap issues last week where that's going to – or a couple weeks ago at BYU where you have had some things move around. There's Wilbur going back to center. Uh, Rusty Stats, who was there, 
who was supposed to hold that down. I guess he was dealing with an injury, and that was a big thing to affect it, so he's moving over to guard. So, you know, offensive line comes to mind, but the one that I think wins out for me, Josh, is the the wide receiver room. Mm -hmm. And and it hasn't been just overly explosive. Right. Um, You haven't really had anybody kind of stand out in the room. Um, and you could have done this to me two different ways. You could have had an outstanding year and had like like a Bradley where he was that all Big 12 type of guy, right? And you were like, you knew who the top target was. Or even if you did it by committee and you had everybody just have really good numbers um, and you were just a really solid unit, that would have been great too. But you haven't had either of that. Um, you haven't just had a whole lot of separation from defensive backs. You've definitely had a, a case of the whoopsie dropsies yeah. sometimes, which has been really frustrating and doesn't help out, you know, some of the quarterback play too on top of it. Um, and, you know, as you – like take the past game and a half. When Jake Strong comes in, you have a very inexperienced quarterback, clearly not ready. Something that you need to do is help pick him up. Right, yeah. And you didn't do that. And and, and, and that wasn't just that room, but they're the, they're the ones that I've had frustrations with all year long because for a lot of the time it's just been flat-out MIA. And so do I think that you are just completely lacking talent there? No, but this year hasn't been a great argument for the other side of it, which that's been frustrating. Um, Clearly in the recruiting class you have coming, you have a pretty nice weapon. You're trying to go ahead and get signed and get him here. Um, But, uh, you know, some other help too. So it's it's something that you will, will be improving on. Um, I do wonder if you go back in the portal this year, see what you do there, and that from the offensive line perspective too. But to me, it's the it's the wideouts, man. Like from from this year, and regardless of what happens over the next four games, that is something that needs to be improved next year. Yeah, and we talked about uh, even last year, the start of last year, really looking into that wide receiver room and being excited about the pieces that are in there, and it's something that we talked about at the beginning of this season too, expecting a lot, uh, especially not seeing much last season really hoping and that picked up this year and uh one of jamie's big frustrations we recorded a video earlier this week and he was like i i would really love to see someone anyone he was almost shouting um i would love to see somebody step up and uh really pick up uh make some explosive plays show some 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 kind of consistency uh in that wide receiver room uh and, one and, of them, yeah, go ahead. And I, I think there's and there's a mix of things too. Like if you're if you're not protecting your quarterback very well, and he's having to run around for his life, well, that's not going to help out the mm-hmm. receivers either. Sure. If you are dealing with quarterback changes due to injury, well, that's not going to help out the wide receivers either. But at a certain point, you have to find someone, and it may be too little, too late at this at this point in the season because you're, uh, you know, you're eight games in. Mm-hmm. Um, but at, you know, at a certain point, someone needs to or needed to step up and become uh, that kind of go-to piece um, because it clearly wasn't going to happen by committee. Right. And and what was frustrating is, like, you can see some flat. Like, Miles Price has had some outstanding grabs this year at times. Um, Jaron Bradley, who I think, you know, where he was predicted to be with some of the preseason expectations and the uh, Big 12 nod that he got in the preseason, uh, he, he's had, you know, a couple of really nice catches, but for the most part, not really consistently a part of the offense. You bring in Dre McCray, you're really excited about his capability to take off, you know, to take the top off the defense, be that speedster guy, be that, 
you know, deep threat type of guy. And again, I don't I don't know if this is all fair uh, to put on him, but yeah. when you when you have as much expectations as you did with that room and the fact that you haven't even really scratched the surface of what you thought it could be and really haven't even sniffed um, what you thought it would be, then that's going to be something that you look at and something that's going to be pointed out. And that's the way that that room feels like to me this year. Stuff. I, I, I don't know if we had <laughs> that was fun. time, but I wanted to uh, pass it to Jackson, too, so yeah. he had it taken. Um, yeah, I mean, I agree. It just feels like all season when you watch on a second and one when you would normally take a shot play. It's just we aren't com- we aren't hitting on those. So I agree with the wide receiver room. I think we just need a guy that at the end of the di- or at the like at the right time we can take a chance, take a shot, throw it up mm-hmm. to him, and we just yeah. feel like we haven't had that at all. I mean, we've had that a little bit with the tight end, but I agree on both. And then. Um, Obviously, like the O line, if you can't get that figured out, there's no point in saying wide receiver for this question. So, but again, I, I do think you know, have they been as as dominant as maybe predicted, and not even dominant, but just as solid? No, I don't think that. But I do think that they did take a step up this year. It just wasn't as big of a step as maybe you thought it would be, um, and they've certainly improved. It is uh, Optimum Game Day Live on Double T 97.3. Back with more next. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Right, wrong, uh, or crazy, as uh, Billy Willie Joel says in his version of Tell Me I'm Wrong. Today, Jackson Roberts has our Tell Me I'm Wrong statement. Do you think this segment should be called Call Me Crazy? Eh, maybe. All right. Maybe. Well, no, because we don't, we don't ever really use it. I know, but that's because, well, I don't know. It's either you name it after the song or you... Or the song—it's just kind of wrong. <laughs> I will, I will say someone's. I will, I will eventually use eventually. you a flat out. Okay. Well, that's not true. Sorry. I I'm used. I did. I actually the one time I did use crazy was when Jackson had it, and was basically like the Houston Texans are going to win the next ten oh, okay. Super Bowls. That's right. I, it was absolutely ludicrous and insane Strand, yeah. and crazy. <laughs> All right. All, All right. right, Jackson. So, yeah, I guess you only say it's crazy whenever I'm asking. Um, <laughs> oh yeah, already, so. already. I, I'm, I'm ready for it. <laughs> My question is about the Rangers. Okay. And looking at the roster heading into, I, I mean, I guess you can only really look at and make prediction, predictions for the next season. But looking at the way that their contracts are built and the team is basically configured, the Rangers will be back, not necessarily winning a World Series, but competing in a World Series within three years. Uh, no, I don't. Or contention, not like playing cont- in, right? It, but like, sure. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I, I, I don't disagree with you because really, what that means to me is, hey, is this going to be a, an organization that's going to make the playoffs, uh, contend in their division? Which I think, yes, and yes. Um, again, I, you know, mentioned this a little bit earlier in the show, 
um, you know, you can't just like pin down and go like, hey, like you can't be Jackson with the Texans, right? And you can't go, hey, the Rangers are about to win five World especially Series. Especially in right? baseball. Uh, yeah, and especially in baseball. Um, it's such a crapshoot, um, no matter how you get there or, you know, the amount of wins or seating or anything like that. And it's just it's flat out tough to win a World Series. Um, but I do think that they will be in contention because, again, you've got uh, a lot of young talent, uh, a lot of guys who are experienced and know how to get there. Uh, and you had like a, like the Seeger type that was there and already knew that part. And then some of the young guys that learned that this year. Um, and clearly you're managed really well. Um, I don't know what Bochi's timeline is there, but as long as he's there, I mean, you're going to have a fighting chance no matter what kind of roster you have. But um, you just happen to have a really stellar roster, and you have uh, uh, an organization and an office that is willing to spend money and look at things that you're bad at and, and have really good self-analysis and say, hey, we need some help here. Um, and all of that mixed together, yeah, I don't, I don't think you're wrong. I think you'll be... If you give me a five-year window and you just label it, hey, they're going to be competitive from a playoff standpoint, absolutely. I, I, I don't see why they wouldn't be. Yeah, I'm right there, too. Uh, I, I won't say you're wrong. I think you're right. Okay, and so follow-up to that, would you be surprised if they just, after this year, just turned around and went back to the same old Rangers? Uh, I mean, if they if they fell apart and then – you know, weren't sniffing any sort of success. I would be, I would be blown away, um, because you have, I mean, you you've got all stars on your team, not all star, all stars plural, 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 as some would say. So yeah, I would be, I would be shocked. Now again, am I saying that you're gonna, you're gonna go, you know, several rounds deep every single year, or you, you know, pin them in every single year for the ALCS? No, by by no means. Again, it's it's tough to do that. Um, and then you can look at several, adva- uh, you know, examples like the Dodgers from the National League side this year, uh, you know, or the Orioles that the Rangers went through. It doesn't matter how many games you win. It doesn't mean that you are going to win in the postseason. But you have a team that knows how to get there. They have the talent to do it. They have the managing style to do it. Um, and if they just weren't competitive at all and it just combusted, oh, man, I would be floored. Yeah, I agree. I think the only thing that would really kind of we would look back and be like, well, maybe we missed, I I guess, missed the signs is that they kind of had as much success as they did on the road. And if they managed to lose kind of that that success on the road, then what you have left is, you know, basically how they did at home, obviously. And you can't really call them road warriors at that point that the success i don't really know what point i'm trying to make but that's that's kind of going to be the only way we that's kind of going to be the only way that we telegraph it like we we say like did we miss something i mean i think the astros are in the same boat when you look at the season alone if that home or away success drops off and your home success doesn't get any better then i mean we're in a world of trouble as far as compared to the last five or seven years it is that as as astonishing to me as the 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 feat uh from the rangers going 11 and 0 in postseason road games this Mm -hmm. year it's not all the way there but still it is shocking 
to have the, you know the division winner that you did with the Astros, even though you know, it was still neck and neck. But just how bad the Astros were at home. I mean, it's just an incredible. And, and to have, like, it just mathematically did not make sense to have that talented of a roster. I know they had some major health issues at the start of the season, but still, because, I mean, it carried over into the postseason. Um, and, and at times, even when the Astros were, quote-unquote, playing their best baseball, it just ma- mathematically did not make sense to be that bad at home, but yet be that competitive of a professional baseball team. I mean, we talked about it at the time, I, and Big Poppy was saying it too, Um it, they just I feel like they're in their own heads. Yeah. Like yeah, it, it was I, I, all a mental thing. As that, as soon as they step foot a minute made is they're right, thinking too hard. You couldn't even like point in like, well, all of these pitchers that you have at the roster, like like no matter the places they have been, they have always just pitched for some reason really poorly at home. Like it was just an anomaly of a year. Um I do wonder if that carries over to next year though from the Astros. Mm. Like, will they continue to struggle at home and just be, can we play all of our games on the road? Um, because if that, like, turned into a, which I'm not expecting it to, by the way, if that, like, turned into a thing or, like, a tendency, like, that would just be, again, just crazy with how much talent they have. Uh, but, yeah, back to the Rangers, though, to your your point, Jackson, I, I think uh, – I think I, I don't think you're wrong at all. And, I, think, and, I think that's yeah. the most right thing you've ever said. And tell me I'm wrong. And would definitely be surprised <laughs> if they, so to speak, fell back down to earth, or you know, if they weren't plummeted uh, really yeah, in they, that scenario. Yeah. For sure, yeah, would be. There's a little bit of a layup, but I had to get one. Yeah, <laughs> you had to, right? Yeah, sometimes you got to see one go in, right, Jackson? Mm-hmm. I'm still waiting for that for me. After the after you call him crazy, he needed something. <laughs> <laughs> this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from Team Money Rangers 11 and 0 on the road in postseason. Wild road, R Rays, O Orioles, A Astros, D Diamondbacks. Road wow. equals undefeated. Heck yeah, that's really nice. That's really nice. Uh, this from Tyler Kaylee just got the Frogs decision tree from Michigan's Connor Stallions. Yeah, no doubt. That's funny. Uh, played in Tampa in front of dozens of fans. Yeah, that is still so <laughs> lame from Tampa. I mean, man, you're in a playoff scenario. I know it's the wild card, but you're hosting a series, and it's just like, look at all the room we have. Yeah. Count all the open seats. It's our new favorite carnival game. Uh, Bullfighter said, we won the series listening to Creed. Everyone else was listening to Nickelback. <laughs> Uh, I've been waiting for 50-plus years for this title. That from Gino in Colorado. We'll get to more of your thoughts and comments on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, I've also got a uh, peak human being story for you, Josh. It is Optimum Game Day live here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. 30 more minutes with us. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.